This is the Activate Podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom. In this week's podcast, God said, you know, I don't know that you're going to find a 30-day quarantine in the Bible. However, if it were 40, you wouldn't be wrestling through this because you know that Noah spent 40 days in the rain and you know that Moses spent 40 days on Mount Sinai and you know that Elijah spent 40 days on Mount Horeb and you know that Jesus spent 40 days in the wilderness. Christian, you already know what I do when I get people alone for an extended period of time. Thank you so much for listening to the Activate Podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom, a ministry resource of Journey Church International. My name is Brandon and I'm excited to be hosting a conversation with Pastor Christian today. Uh, This Sunday, we launch a new series entitled Getting Alone with God, and throughout the next five weeks, we'll be attempting to answer this question. What do we do when we don't know what to do? Uh, That's just kind of an appropriate thing to talk about through this season that we're experiencing. Perhaps you're listening to this episode right now, and like Pastor Christian and I, you and your family are in lockdown or you are self-isolating at home. Our prayer today is that for the next 20 to 25 minutes, you'll be encouraged, that you'll be filled with hope as as we navigate this season together. And if Journey can offer you any support for, for, for you or your family during this time, please don't hesitate to reach out to us by sending us an email to activate at takethejourney.cc. Well, Pastor Christian, um, we called an audible at Journey just a few weeks ago in light of our current events, and uh, we were trying to launch a series entitled Four Cups leading up to the Easter holiday, and then a global crisis changed everything. Uh, this week, we launch a new message series, and uh, I- I'm just curious, how-, how did this idea for the spiritual direction in this series come to you? Well, what's interesting, so I, you know, you said that, that we called an audible, really, I feel like God called an audible. I mean, just in the, in the world of sovereignty and looking, um, God certainly changed the play at the line of scrimmage. You know, I, I see myself, um, you know, in, in terms of the game of football, which I love so much, um, you know, certainly, certainly not the coach, certainly not, not the quarterback. Like I'm probably more of a lineman. Uh, I just line up and run the play. There you Uh, go. You know, we, we, we broke the huddle uh, coming into the year with a with a series on four cups. We we broke the huddle, wanting people to understand more deeply who Jesus was at Easter than they had ever understood that before through the lens of the Passover, right. um, the supper, which we celebrate, you know, as the act of communion. But Jesus and his disciples were celebrating as the act of Passover. Um, you know, we felt it would be important for people to know that. I still feel that that's very important mm-hmm. for our people to know. But in the midst of this, um, you know, the, life happened and life happened in the form of the coronavirus that we watched in December unfold in Asia. Uh, and then we heard a little bit in January. Uh, it began to work its way to Europe. I was actually in Israel mm. uh, the last week of January with people from all over the world. It was in Israel full of medical masks for the first time in my life. Uh, lots of people walking around Jerusalem, Masada. Uh, Galilee and Getty with the, with the medical masks. I mean, it was mm-hmm. Corona was something you'd heard of. You just didn't ever think it was going to be our thing. Um, and then by the time we got to February, uh, all of a sudden Washington state had been impacted. And by the time we turned the corner into March, um, it was a, it was a global pandemic that was having impact uh, in, in kind of every area of our country. Uh, and we learned that we weren't going to be able to gather publicly. There was a lot of fear. There was a lot of unknown. There was a lot of unrest. There was a lot of anxiety. 
So we knew immediately we would be tone deaf as, as ministers of the gospels, ministers of the good news, as spiritual leaders, as ambassadors of Christ. We knew we would be tone deaf to show up and talk about Egypt 3,000 years ago when, it, when, when what our people needed to hear about was Jesus in America today. Mm. So we took a message and we preached on peace. By the time we got to the next week, things had gotten darker, things had gotten worse. So we, we knew what was needed was hope. And by the time we got out of our message on hope, a, thir- a 30 day kind of stay at home um, order had been set for our community. And we thought, okay, um, this is now the new normal. Mm. This is now not time to react as a church one day at a time. This is time to respond as a church. We are getting ready to walk through a season unlike any other season that we've ever been in, but one that we said in our message, one that God promises to use. God promises. And if you trust the promises of God, God promises that he uses every season for good. So we know the season that we're walking into. We know some good is going to come out of it. So as I processed really Saturday afternoon, like everyone else, okay, we're all going to beginning on Tuesday, March 24th, everyone's going to stay home for 30 days. I just began to think, man, some of our people are, are um, they're just going to go stir crazy sitting at home. However, there's a very unique opportunity in this 30 days that I know God wants to use. So I just, I, I began over the course of probably the next six hours to just think, Lord, what are you doing? Um, Lord, what do you want to do in my life? Lord, what do you want to do in my family? I always think through the lens first as a Christian. Mm. All right, God, I got 30 days now that are going to be different. What do you want from me in these 30 days? But then I, you know, almost at the exact same time, I'm thinking on the track of a, of a husband and a father. Okay, God, I've got these 30 days now that I got to lead my wife and my kids to things that are totally different and unique. And then very, very close behind that, um, I realize I have to I have to lead the ministry team at our church that God's entrusted who, you know, it's their job to work with us. OK, God, how am I going to lead that ministry team followed very, very closely by Lord? How am I going to lead our, our congregation? Mm-hmm. But it's not just our congregation. You know, as a spiritual leader in our community, I'm thinking, Lord, how do we get a message of peace and hope and now direction to our community? So for four to six hours, those things are just all rolling around in my head. What's this 30 days mean for me? What's it mean for my family? What's it mean for our ministry team? What's it mean for our church? Man, how does God want to use this in the world? And I kept coming back to God. Man, 30 days alone, 30 days alone, 30 days alone. God, what are we going to, what are we going to do? And, uh, you know, and I'm trying to think biblically, where can I find a story in the Bible where somebody got shut up in their home for 30 days? Lord, it'd be nice if there was one of those that we could look back on and learn from because Paul said that everything written in the old Testament was written as an example for us who read it now so that, so that we can learn from the good experiences. We can learn from the bad experiences. Something, Lord, is there an experience anywhere in scripture where anyone had to stay at home for 30 days because of a quarantine? And I just felt like the Lord whispered back very, very gently. Um, you know, and, and you say you heard a voice. I didn't really, it was, it was probably more my conscience. It was probably God, allowing my own spiritual understanding to kind of finally boil to the top of my thought process. Uh, but God said, you know, I don't know that you're going to find a 30 day quarantine in the Bible. However, if it were 40, you wouldn't be wrestling through this because you know that Noah spent 40 days 
in the rain. And you know that Moses spent 40 days on Mount Sinai. And you know that Elijah spent 40 days on Mount Horeb. And you know that Jesus spent 40 days in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. Christian, you already know what I do when I get people alone for an extended period of time. So the answer is already right in front of you. The question is, will you dig it out? Will you clean it up? We show it off and help people know that. Uh, and really just trying to process, okay, we've got these stay-at-home orders. This is going to be different than what we've experienced. God, help me understand. It's going to be different than what we've experienced, mm-hmm. but it's not different than what others have experienced. And God used all of it in their life for very, very good things. Noah on day 41 when the rain stopped. Moses on day 41 when the law was given Elijah on day 41, when he went home, Jesus on day 41, when he started doing ministry, they were all different, deeper, better people Mm. um, than they were on, on day one. And I believe our church can do that as well. So that's where we decided, Hey, let's, let's, uh, let's just, let's have a series that we're calling the waiting room. Um, We kind of all, we kind of all feel like our lives have been put on hold. Let's figure out, how this season can really be used for good. As we talked about, let's make sure we've got a really good scorecard. Mm. Let's make sure 30 days from now that we're not boasting about how many Netflix series that we've watched. Let's make sure we've all moved forward in the most key areas of our life. Well, one of your goals for your message on Sunday was to teach us how to take advantage of this season of waiting. And uh, we're definitely in that season right now. I don't know about you, but waiting for me is extremely, extremely painful. And it's not like we're waiting for Christmas morning to open presents or waiting for the birth of a baby. We're, we're just simply waiting for life to return to some kind of normal. So we have an opportunity in this season of waiting to actually draw closer to God, as you've talked about in your message. So in this season of forced personal isolation, what are some warning signs that we might be missing a tremendous season of personal spiritual growth? Well, I would say this, Brandon. I mean, we are, um, my gosh, now March 11. We're recording this today on March 26. So we're, we're already 15 days into it. Um, if you can't go back and look at, you know, 15 really powerful days. Uh-huh. Um, of ministry, if you can't go back and look at 15 pages read in your Bible, if you can't go back and look at your prayer journal, 15 prayers prayed, if if you can't look at your family and see, um, you know, some good family moments, then, you know, you've already begun to miss some of this. Um, and, and I think, you know, for me, when I look at, okay, what, what are some warning signs that I'm wasting this time? Right. Um, for me, like paralysis is one. Uh, Brandon, I can I can sit down and watch the president's news conference at noon, and then the next thing I know, it's seven p.m. and I've been listening to everyone talk about the president's news conference for right. seven hours. Um, and all I've done is got worried, less worried, more worried, angry, less angry, worried. Um, and at the end of the day, I've I've not only not accomplished anything, I'm I'm worse off mentally, spiritually, emotionally than I was before. Um, distraction, I think, is is a is another tool. You know, I think feeling paralyzed, feeling stuck is really, really bad. Just feeling overly distracted where you can't sit down and settle anything, um, you know, is is bad. I think if if you're living in a constant cycle of fear, um, you know, I, I listened to a podcast this week where Judd Wilhite who's a pastor of Central Christian Church in Henderson, Nevada, right outside Las Vegas, said every right. day 
you are going to feed your fear and you have an opportunity to feed your faith. He said, you know, the Bible has the headlines of life. The news right now has headlines of fear. Um, so you got to you got to balance all your headlines of fear with headlines of faith. Um, I, th- I think those are those are things. And I, I've wasted a few days. I've had a few days that I've thrown away because I've got distracted, because I've just felt paralyzed, because I've taken in way too much negative and not enough positive. Um, and on, you know, on the flip side of that, um, you know, there's been some days where I've been able to quiet the noise so that I can kind of tune an ear into God and, and try to learn and hear, you know, what, uh, what God's saying to me for the direction of my life, my family and our church. Well, that's what I appreciate so much about your message this Sunday, Pastor Christian. And actually the fact that you even revealed transparently that you, you feel like you've maybe wasted a day or two in this process. I think it's really easy to do. And that's why I appreciate your message because it just reminds us, let's not waste this time. Let's not waste this time. So those warning signs that you gave can be so helpful to somebody listening right now. Uh, Pastor Christian, in your message, we look closely at the life of Paul, and, and your key passage was his letter to the church at Galatia, where he mentions a trip to Arabia early in his ministry. But this trip for Paul was extremely significant and cannot be overlooked. So, Pastor Christian, can you talk about the power of cross-referencing Scripture to understand the deeper truths of God's Word? Yeah, so in Acts chapter 9, verses 25 and 26, right on the on the tail end of hearing about Paul's conversion in Damascus, you read that Paul, you know, he preached in Damascus. It upset all the spiritual leaders. They tried to kill him, so they let him down out of a basket in the town. Acts 9.25, Acts 9.26, he went to Jerusalem. Um, and his story just kind of just kind of fast forwards from there. Right. Um, you know, and you can look at that and you think, wow, this guy got like saved on Thursday was preaching on Friday and was invited to the inner circle on Saturday. Um, And you can believe one that that should be your speed or pace, or you can be disheartened that man, you're not closer to where you need to be now, or, or you can dig a little deeper into that story Mm. and think, you know, almost all of the epistles that we that we read the letters of the apostles um you know as you as you come out of the book of acts you know you see romans as you come out of romans first and second corinthians galatians ephesians philippians colossians first and second thessalonians first and second timothy titus philemon all of those all of those were written between acts chapter 9 and acts chapter 28 all of those were written in that window so every time you read about something in Acts 9, 10, 11, all the way out, you can stop and say, I bet there's a more detailed account of this somewhere else in Scripture. And that cross-referencing of Scripture is going to help me better understand the story so that I can so that I can better apply it to my life and the spiritual truths that I learned from it can be better pressed down into my story. And when you read Galatians chapter 1 and you read that, uh, yeah, Paul was driven out of Damascus, but he did not drop out of a basket and the next day go to Jerusalem, but he dropped out of a basket and he spent the next three years in Arabia. And we don't have, we don't have, we don't have any information about what he was doing, except that he told us that time in his life was for protection, hmm. but God used it for the purpose that he had called him to. That's, that's all we know is that hmm. yeah, I had to, I had to leave this place. Because I was in danger, I had to had to be put in 
what probably looked like one day at a time in quarantine. I couldn't go do what I wanted to do. However, at the end of it, I realized God used all of this to prepare me to fulfill my purpose. So then I went up to Jerusalem and said, I am ready for what God has called me to do. Um, Knowing that helps us look at this season and say, oh, this is how God, sometimes by physically protecting us, God is also spiritually preparing us for our purpose. Um, and I think the the simple tools of, of cross-referencing scripture, if you have a great study Bible, yeah, I never, you know, in, in my Bible, I'm, I'm most often looking at the smallest print, right? I want to see the superscripts, the subscripts. I want to see the little letter A, and I want to figure out why that's there. I want to see the little number one. I want to mm-hmm. figure out why that's there. If you have a study Bible and you have two columns on a page, that little column in the middle with all that small print that you've never looked at, that is the richness of cross-referencing. And if you can learn how to take topics and verses and go see other topics and verses, you can learn the, the kind of the behind the scenes of stories like the Apostle Paul's, which help you understand how to, how to walk through the, the behind the scenes of your personal story in a season of quarantine. Yeah. Well, Pastor Christian, thanks for that great reminder. Yes, get a good study Bible. We've recommended that multiple times throughout the Activate podcast and uh, and can't tell you how valuable that can be in your spiritual growth and your personal Bible study. Uh, well, Pastor Christian, many individuals right now are feeling a lot of pressure. Um, they're feeling the pressure financially. Parents are feeling the pressure of facilitating their child's education now at home. Uh, many are feeling the pressure of losing their job or the potential of losing their job. We're all kind of being squeezed right now. And we've talked about this before on the podcast. But as Christians, when we're squeezed, the fruit of the Spirit should be revealed. So so how important is it to be aware of our fruit in evaluating our life spiritually, Pastor Christian? Well, I'm going to go a step further to tell you how important I think it is. Um, and I'm just going to re- read your statement back to you. Right. Uh, you say that when we're squeezed, the fruit of the spirit should be revealed. I'm, I'm going to go a step further. When we're squeezed, the fruit of your spirit is revealed. Hmm. The question is, does it look like the Holy Spirit? That's good. When you're squeezed, the fruit of your spirit is revealed. And is it love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control? Or is it anger? Is it fear? Is it bitterness? Is it, is it negativity? When you're squeezed, what's inside comes outside. You know, I had a coach in college that said, you, you know, you can, you cannot evaluate quarterbacks. I played quarterback in football. You can't evaluate, you can't evaluate quarterbacks in practice because quarterbacks are, are like tea bags and you never know what's inside until they're in hot water. Mm. You know, only in hot water do the contents of what is inside come outside and this this is a this listen this is we said i think in a podcast two weeks ago this is kind of a prove it time what's inside is coming out right now the question is is what's coming out does it drip with the holy spirit because you've spent time in the word because you've spent time in prayer because you've spent time like we talked about on last week's podcast make sure before you walk out of the door do i have my love joy peace patience like did i pick that up to bring it with me or or did i did i leave it on the counter uh, I don't possess it, so I can't give it today. Uh, I think it's super aware to be aware 
of not just our fruit in evaluating our life spiritually, but in the fruit we want to have. Um, because here's the deal. You like you have time right now. Yes. And if you've said I, my life has always been an apple tree, but I've wanted to be an orange tree. I've just never really had time. Guess what? You have time to plant an orange tree, hmm. but only if you're intentional. You say, you know, I've like I've I've always been a tomato plant, but I, you know, I've wanted to be corn. I've just never had time to change the crops. <laughs> Guess what? You got time to plant corn. Like yeah. I know, like we're we're boiling it down to the basic here, but the reality is, if you take time to look at what you've always wanted to be spiritually physically, mentally, as a family, even the projects you've been meaning to get around to. And the only reason you haven't is because you don't have time. What we're trying to scream in this message is you have time now. Make the most of that time. God promises that good is going to come out of this. Why don't we reverse engineer that that promise and say what good could come from this? If I could have chosen to, rather than being forced into 30 days of isolation, if I could have taken 30 days of stay-at-home work, canceled all my kids' activity just to focus on me, what would I focus on? I'm saying ignore the quarantine, accept the gift of time, figure out how you can get better, and lean into those areas spiritually. I know right now you're being squeezed and your fruit is coming out. We're saying 30 days from now, if you could be anything, what type of fruit would you want to come out and go plant those seeds in this season? Pastor Christian, that's super powerful. I hope, I hope those of you that are listening right now took good notes. That was a great, great response. Plant some corn and some orange trees. That's what I'm saying. Plant that's some right. Corn. Plant some corn. Some that's Corn's right. not my favorite, but we'll, we'll just use any vegetable for yeah. that illustration yeah. and it still works, right? It all, it all works. Okay. <laughs> well, last question for today, Pastor Christian. The second goal of your message was to help us create a scorecard that makes the most of every opportunity. You've mentioned that a multiple times um, now in the podcast. You called these the waiting room wins. Um, you gave us seven wins that we need to be considering in this season of our life. What What are some of the wins you have set or are considering in this season? Yeah. So when this when this first happened, when when we first found out our kids would not have school. Mm-hmm. So for us, we found out spring break was going to be extended a week. And then after that, our kids were going to do at home school for two weeks. That was the, that was the initial um, date before, you know, some time got added to it. So the minute that that happened, we, and we knew our kids were going to be at home for really a three week span. And we knew we were going to be shutting down our church offices to let our building have a chance to rest before it was deep clean. I gathered my family that night and I just said, listen, guys, uh, we're looking at 15, 18 days that are going to be unlike any days that we've ever had. However, here's what I know. There is not one day of the next two weeks that we don't have time to read our Bible. There's not one ta- one day that we're not going to have time to pray. There's not one day that we're not going to have time to, to work out or, you know, physically work on ourselves a little bit. There's not one day that we're not going to have time to clean our room. Uh, or pick up after ourselves. Like we, we are, we are going to utilize this time and not just waste it all. 
Hmm. And then from there, and that was way before I preached a message about waiting room wins. That was way before I decided to develop a scorecard. But as I got through that process and realized, man, there's just, there's a lot more margin that I used to have. How am I going to, how am I going to fill it? I began to look at those areas that we listed in our message, spiritual win. And I just thought, okay, every day, every day, I'm going to spend time in the word. I'm going to spend time journaling. I'm going to spend time in my utmost first highest. I'm going to spend time in prayer. Now, I always do that. But I said, in this season, I'm going to be unrushed in that. Mm-hmm. Um, every day, we said as a family, we do not normally do this. Every day as a family, we're going to pray together. Every every day, we're going to sit down and we're going to pray together. We started this week reading the Psalm of the Day together. We talked about the the refrigerator verse of the Psalm of the day. We talked about what verse in the Psalms meant the most to us. Uh, we do our high, low Buffalo. And then, you know, what is God saying to you? Um, you know, questions we're going to have, we're going to have every day, every day. We're not going to miss because there's no reason to miss. We can't leave the house. Um, we're going to have spiritual family time. Physically, we're going to work out. We're making a lot of meals at home. We're going to try to eat healthy. There's just absolutely no reason not to. We're not in a hurry. We never have to run and grab fast food. Um, emotional wins. We're going to plug. We're going to take time in this season to plug into people who fill us emotionally, and we're going to plug into even some activities that fill us emotionally. Uh, mental wins. We're going to read books that we that, that we've been waiting to read forever and ever. We're just going to try to read for an hour a day. These books on the shelf that we knew one one day a year ago, man, this would really fill me mentally, and I think really challenge me if I read it. We're going to read those projects. Um, we've already cleaned out one of our storage units. We're going to get to the garage. The things that we've needed to do that we haven't done. So we're not going to we're not going to waste this time. We're going to go ahead and do these. And then relationship wins. Um, you know, one of the things that I've decided is every week I'm going to check in with with my extended family, and I'm going to make sure that everyone's doing okay. And even if it's just on text message, I'm just going to take time to talk to people that time normally doesn't allow for. So those are some things. Some goals that I have set and and Brandon, I'll be honest, you know, I'm like everyone else almost a week into this. Right. Um, And my life is a little fuller. Hmm. It is a little, it's a little fuller. It feels a little more productive because these things are really important to me and and we're beginning to do them. Hmm. Well, Pastor Christian, that was really, really powerful. And thanks for laying out those, those wins for us. And I hope you as listeners go back and, Listen to the message from this week and watch it online um, and, and and pick up those wins and apply those to your life. Well, Pastor Christian, I wanna I wanna thank you for your wisdom today. I wanna I, I just so appreciate your ability to use God's word to give us new perspective on our on our present circumstances that'll help us grow and and shape us into looking more like Jesus every day. So thank you, Pastor Christian. You're welcome. And Brandon, you know, that's been the goal of this podcast. We are 129 episodes into this thing. It's, I mean, it's just crazy. This ministry tool that we wanted to create to, to really help small group leaders, maybe ask good questions and hear some right. conversations that they might want to create in their small group that now is, is going on more than two and a half years, hundreds of thousands of downloads. Um, I've said it many times for our listeners that really, um, you are the brains of the podcast. I might be the, the voice of it, but you put it together. You've shepherded it. You've watched it. You've made it better. Um, I just want to say a big thank you to you. You are getting ready. 
uh, you and your family to make a transition. You're heading uh, back to Florida. Right. Where you were in ministry for 10 years at a, at a great church um, in around Melbourne, Florida. Would you just this? I know this will be your last podcast. Would you just take a minute to tell our listeners yeah. kind of where they're going, maybe how they can follow you on social media so they can kind of keep track of you and your family and just what you're um, what you're going to do as you head down the church. Sure. sure. Yeah. So our family has an opportunity to move back and uh, rejoin a team. Um, that I was a part of, as you mentioned, for about 10 years at the church at Vieira, right there in Melbourne, Florida. And I'll be uh, taking on the role as the family pastor, so helping and leading a team um, um, there at the church. And uh, you can always track me down on the on the Instagram or on Facebook. I'm on, on both of those social platforms. But uh, I, I really do think it's been a, a great honor um, to be a part of this team at Journey. I've thoroughly enjoyed doing this podcast. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. And it, and it does take a great team to put something like this together. And I, and I want to give a lot of credit to um, individuals like Michelle Cummings for her editing and Jason Cummings, who works so hard on the post-production, and then Jamie Fernandez for jumping in from time to time. And, and, and now Alex Burns, who's behind the console, so to speak, and he's doing an incredible job in the post-production. Um, but Pastor Christian, I just want to thank you personally for uh, allowing me a par- uh, to be a part of this podcast. It's it's really been an honor, and it's been an absolute blast co- coordinating all of this. And and you know, we pray every week that the podcast helps and and challenges people in some way. But really, and I mean this, the very first person that that it usually touches and challenges is myself. As I, as I put it together each week. And I have grown so much through this process of this, this little podcast that we've put together. So I want to thank you, Pastor Christian, for really from, from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. We're super grateful you've done it for our listeners. Pastor Ryan Holt will be jumping in your seat. He's going to have big shoes to fill. Um, He'll Everyone do a great who job. talks to me about the podcast talks talks about you. Um, <laughs> it, is, it is our podcast, not my podcast. Right. Uh, Ryan will do a great job. Yeah, I know you'll be walking with him. Hopefully you'll be listening and making um, some suggestions as we go to help us continue to have good impact yeah. and, and be good in what we're doing. Um, but Brandon, before you sign off one more time, um, and it's it's been an honor working with you and any of our people, anytime you're taking that trip to uh, Disney um, and you want to drive an hour to Melbourne, Florida, go see Pastor Brandon and his family at Church of Vieira. Uh, we're, uh, we're excited for what God has in store for you. One of our leaders today was actually texting me about you and, and just the sadness they felt in their heart. And I said, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm really convinced right now that their church, um, needs Brandon more than our church does. So we're going to let, we're going to let him go where God needs him to go. Like Philip, the evangelist, we're going to let him, let God carry him to his next assignment and trust that that's exactly where his work is. Um, we're going to miss you. Um, and 100, 129 episodes uh, worth of you. We'll never forget you. Uh, but we're really, really grateful. Um, really, really grateful for your for your time. And uh, man, I hope Ryan and I continue to do justice to this thing that, that you've built and run for the last couple of years. You guys will do a great job. Enough of that, right, listeners? We want to thank you for listening to the podcast. Again, we pray that it's helped you in some way. And we would love to hear how God is shaping you in the season of waiting. Um, Since you have a little bit more time on your hands, please share your story. Um, We'd love to hear what God's doing in your life by sending us an email to activate at takethejourney.cc. We'd love to share your story with others to inspire them as well. 
We look forward to catching you next time on the Activate Podcast, where we challenge you to build a faith that is active. Thank you for listening to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. If you are ever in the Kansas City area, we would love for you to join us for one of our Sunday worship experiences. You can find out more information about JCI on our website at takethejourney.cc. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please show your support by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes or Google Play. We would love for you to help us get the word out about this resource. Don't forget to share this episode with all your friends on social media. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time on the Activate Podcast.